Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. And I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up November 10th through the 12th in Florida, just outside Orlando. So give us a call at 1-800-49-PURITY or register online at gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with my my good buddy, Stephen, who I love the fact that every time, I mean, we've done almost 600 of these uh, programs, and every time when I go into the introduction, I'm about to say your name, you start <laughs> smiling. I love it. There's always the laugh. So welcome, uh, Stephen. How are you doing today? God is good all the time. Amen. Yeah. That is true. Well, before we jump in, I just want to remind you listeners, as we do periodically, that the only way you're able to hear this broadcast or see it if you're watching the video is uh, because we've got partners that come alongside of us and generously give and donate. And so we're grateful to each of you who have uh, chosen to partner with us. Mm -hmm. It allows us to get this podcast out over multiple channels of distribution in over 100 countries around the world. And uh, we are, um, you know, having people respond to us from all over the place. So thank you for that. And if you'd like to learn about how you can come alongside and partner, simply go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. Thank you. Yes. So, Stephen, I'm excited about this week because you're bringing some information on this issue of trauma, which is, I think, so relevant to this whole topic of sexual brokenness and, and all of that. So why don't I just hand it off to you and you can lead us. So this is a book called Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You. And uh, Over here. is that good? Is that <laughs> yeah. good? I don't know where to show it. But Jim Wilder is one of the speakers that came to town not too long ago, Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You. So this is material out of his book. But, you know, I've just been thinking, how is it, um, poss- how do we get to wholeness to peace, to joy, to rest. And what hinders us from from living in greater joy, just mm-hmm. being happier people? Everybody says they want to be happy, but then they don't act happy. Right. But they want to be happy, and then they have bad skills, or, or they're ungrateful, or they're negative, or they're sad. It's like everybody's on a journey to figure out how to finish your own development, how to get to a healthy, whole place, and have joy. But there's one thing that stops you. And, you know, the thing that pops into my head when you say that is 
I think sometimes we have a shotgun approach to this idea of wanting to have more joy and happiness, meaning Mm -hmm. we don't take the time to do proper, if I can put it in these terms, diagnosis of maybe what the actual issues are and the actual Mm -hmm. problems are. And so we, we throw, like, for instance, I think of the issue of, of the difference between sin and wounds. Okay. The, the, if you if you if the issue you're dealing with is sin, then the diagnosis is repentance or the the prescription, so to speak. Yeah, you need to repent right. of sin. Yeah. But guess what? If the issue is wounds, you can't repent of wounds. <laughs> oh, that's too good. You have to be healed of that. wounds. That is good. And you also can't heal sin. So if you're trying to heal sin that's, and repent he of wounds, smart, isn't it then, good? That's good. So I think part of what you, maybe we're going to get into the yeah. idea of trauma is do you do you recognize maybe where some of that stuckness is coming from regarding missing out on joy? And it's true. You, you know, you got to all the spiritual truths are great. But you have to apply them even in the emotional world, forgiveness, right, and patience and mercy and kindness and redemption. All those apply emotionally also, but we leave them stuck in the spiritual arena, and we walk around in our wounded states. So so here's, here's a thought. The reason you can't get to happiness is because of your past traumas. Mm. The reason you don't have greater joys Joy is because of your past trauma. What's stopping you? Your past traumas are. And we can define them and talk about what that means. But what hinders you from what you were designed to be? Mm. Free, light, fun, an adventurer, right? What keeps you from feeling whole and complete and, and walking in joy? So there is a plan uh, for freedom, for wholeness, but trauma blocks us. And so would it be fair to say that as we look at this issue of trauma, mm-hmm. we're dealing with a very specific category then, I guess, of the things that could could block us. In other words, we're not saying trauma is the only reason that you're blocked from joy. Or are you saying that trauma and is I, the I, only... I have to think about it, but I think I'm saying... Most of the reason we're damaged is because of trauma. Right. Right? And so Okay. So so let's look at A A and B trauma. That's what Wilder he likes trauma A and trauma B. Okay. Because he says trauma A is a lack of love, a lack of good training, and a lack of proper care. Hmm. So if your parents are gone at work all the time, you you know, if if mom and dad work and you're left alone a lot, or or they drink and you stay in your room a lot, and you're trying to figure out life. What if you came from a divorced family? There's only one parent and they're busy running the household, and so you spend a lot of alone time. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting good training, right? The care is is sort of weak, and so he calls that trauma A. The lack of what you need to be loved and trained well. So what I'm hearing here is, okay, so trauma A really is uh, what was missing. Something was missing. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think there's a difference in what trauma B is. That's right. Because trauma B is going to be all the physical, sexual, you know, the bad things that happen to you along the way. Could it be abuse? It could have been hit by your parents, mm-hmm. you could have been beat, but it's physical, 
right? So A, trauma A, isn't clearly noticeable. You don't have bruises. You, you know, I'm thinking. It's really you know, your emotional, right? There's a, there's a. A physical and emotional. That's right. it, right? So emotionally, you didn't get told you're made in the image of God. You're loved. You're lovely. You're wonderful. Nobody told you. And in trauma A, you had to figure out your own identity, figure out your own value and worth. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so, so if you think about it, you're missing the love. Then we're going to be prone to go get something that makes this feel good. Some kind of substitute. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. We're going to find something, and and in males, it's it's uh, we find sorry our penises, and we go find pleasure and arousal, right. and and then we find fantasy, and we go off on this pathway, and and we define that as love, and we try to love ourselves with you know warped bent sexuality mm-hmm. and then we wake up one day and well, it's an addiction well i've just been doing it over and over and over again right so so that's important the definition because somebody might say well nobody beat you mm-hmm. but there may not have been enough food in the house you yeah know? and i think hungry. that's a, i think that's very important to note because i think maybe in a if you just went out into, you know, kind of a man on the street sort of thing, mm-hmm. I think a common way that people would normally think of trauma, if you just state the word, is physical abuse. Right. Right. So it's only related to the physical. And what you're saying is, no, 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 this trauma A is just as real. This trauma A of being what was missing, this lack of love, this lack of what that doesn't cause, you know, physical bruising or injury is just as relevant as the physical abuse in terms of trauma. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that yes, yes. Those traumas right. are equally valid. Well, and one you're going to see and wear, and the other one is going to be this gaping hole that didn't get filled of need that leaves confusion in someone. And you yeah. just got to just put yourself together. You're a child, but figure it out on your own. Put yourself together. Yeah. So I'm reading this book, and... And I can't remember the title. It's on divorce, and it's like primal loss or something like that. And and this, they they talk to seventy children of divorce, and one of the girls says, "When my father walked out the door, my security walked out the door." Oh, I said, "Oh my goodness, my safety just left. My father left." Man, now there's no beating, but there's a void. Right, right. Some other lady said. Uh, the way my parents interacted with each other was so difficult that I am still not married. I'm 60 years old. I never trusted marriage or trusted myself in marriage, and so I've not been able to get married. Mm. My parents' interaction caused such confusion in me that I came up with a plan. Just don't put yourself in that situation. I mean, it's just comment like wow, that. Yeah. I, 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 I lost my worth and my identity. I've been confused since my family split up. Just, so, oh, so I'm that's hearing trauma, and I'm hearing a huge link between trauma and then the shame lies yes. that come out of that regarding identity. Would that be fair to say? That's too? absolutely true. We tell ourselves terrible things from these stories, and we repeat them as shame, and then nobody tells us that we're lovable and we're a delight to our Heavenly Father. You know, this author said to me, I'm, I was reading, sorry, and, and the book says, I want to be the sparkle in someone's eye. Mm. 
And he said, have you ever noticed when a child sees his mother or father, they just light up in a half second and just run? It's like there's such sparkle in that eye. And it's like, don't we all want to be the sparkle in someone's eye? We don't want to be left alone by ourselves. We want someone to be so excited to show us such great love. Mm -hmm. So trauma wounds make us function in a manner less than our best. So because we picked up bad stuff, we're walking around with difficulty interacting, performing, functioning. And trauma leaves wounds that mess with our identity. If someone walks out of your life, and you know what's your line about children? They are great. Great observers, but terrible interpreters. So when somebody left my life, I must be bad. I must be wrong. Something is wrong with me. And that becomes my identity. I'm a broken, bad thing that deserves to be left. Mm -hmm. So trauma confuses our identity. And would you say that most, you know, most of what we're talking about here, uh, it seems to be in the context of, of childhood or those formative years. I would imagine that you can be, that these types of trauma, trauma A or trauma B, can occur at any point in your life. But maybe they have the most profound yes. foundational effects when you're young, right? When you're... Yes. Well, and the, here's the thing about trauma. If you have resources, it doesn't have to be trauma. If you get beat up and traumatized as an adult, but somebody comes along and says, man, it wasn't your fault. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Let me pick you up. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go check you out. Let's go talk. Let me so I want to check on you. And, and all of a sudden, you, you can make sense out of it in your mind, and you can go get some medication. So you, it, you, hasn't, it's ha- it hasn't messed with your identity. It has not shaped. That's right. I mean, the That's event right. itself was certainly traumatizing in the yes. sense that you were hurt or whatever. But, but what, what I'm hearing you say then is this trauma is linked very much to some ongoing effects. Yes. Well, and remember, it's the program we're setting up in our childhood, right? So that anything traumatic is going to mess that up. Yeah, I got you. Right. So I'm glad you're clarifying this about children because we're really talking about the program we picked up as kids. Yeah. And the goal is for me to speak to you, the listener, look, you're made to be whole and to find rest and to celebrate joy. That's what your father mm-hmm. has designed for you all along. But but there could have been a neighborhood bill, bully that beat you up, you know, yeah. on the school bus. So it doesn't have to be just mom and dad stuff. It could be, but as your kid, you know, resources, and the kid says, if you tell anybody, I'm going to hurt your dog, <laughs> you know, then all of a sudden now, how do I handle that? I don't have the resources. I, I don't know what to do. And our coping, we don't have resources in childhood. We don't have car keys. You know, we don't have credit cards. We don't have a best friend. We don't have a phone call, a phone that we can, a cell phone, make a call. We, you know, go watch a movie, you know, go buy ice cream, go out. Well, and especially of the context where you would expect to have the most safety and those most positive messages, which might be your home, you're yeah. not getting those. Then you don't have, like you said, the resources to, to be able to not bring that into your identity and think that, you know, somehow I'm less than or I'm, yes. you know. Right, because if somebody somebody was bullying you and you got some help and used your resource and they were available to you, 
Right, they intervene, then it's not so traumatic. Right. right. You have resources. Absolutely. It's when I don't have any resources that I fall back on my own childhood thinking, and then it's, I interpret this as, it was me. Mm. It's always me, broken me. So what we're learning is that wounds block your growth. So like trauma wounds are going to stunt you, and they're going to slow your maturity. There, you understand? Doesn't that make sense? If something happened to mess up your thinking and coping, that that the whole idea that, hey, um, it's okay, it's no big deal. I got beat up yesterday, and 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 my parents left, and there aren't enough food, and hey, it's okay, it's okay. No, no. all that stuff confuses you, right? And it it makes you your thinking off, and it stunts your growth, which stunts your maturity. And and so think about the people you know, the people that are coping poorly with life. They're they can't get ahead. Um, they don't have friends. They don't have resources. They can't. They lose jobs. They're just struggling. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? A lot of the trauma in their past has hindered them, and they're being blocked by old thinking. And old fears, this wound is hindering my growth. Well, you know what? The one that really sticks out to me here is when it says wounds slow maturity. And and I see that probably the most evident. I don't mean to, you know, sound offensive here, but I probably see that most evidenced through social media. When you think when you think about the way that people will comment towards each other or spew certain things, and there's just such a there is such a rampant like immaturity in the social media interactions. And to, this made a connection for me. I'm thinking, man, what if I reframed how I saw most of those people that are making such immature comments and realize there's a wound behind that. There, it's right. and that It's not about saying, oh, this is a stupid, you know, bigot or whatever. It's like, man, there's a wound behind that. The the A 50-year-old being highly immature on social media, I'm thinking, man, there's a trauma somewhere in that person's You got it. History. That's the piece that I put together reading this book. And I want people to realize Trauma, wounds, stunt, growth, and people are acting immature, and they're angry. And it's like, why are you always angry? Well, I resolved my stuff. It's through still anger, there. Yeah. And, and, I mean, no, and, and it's coming out through anger, and I haven't resolved it in the past. Mm-hmm. I got hurt, and I'm protecting myself with anger so nobody hurts me again, right? And so it's like, why do some people look lost and confused? They can't figure out life. It's like, hey, they got to grow up like you did. What's like confusing? They didn't get the pieces put together right, and so they're not sure, and they look lost, or they look too needy. It's like, why are you always so needy, right? Well, I've been trying to get my needs met all my life. I didn't get them met in childhood, and don't you know, I'm still trying to get... You can see the wound has stunted their maturity. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a great thought? And it's very simple. It's very powerful because this behavior is connected to old behavior. And if you go back and look at that, you could change the rest of your life. Mm. And it's very simple, right? And so when you asked me a minute ago, are you saying for all the reasons that people are, 
Yeah, I'm saying 99% of the time something happened to cause people to worry, and they worry and worry, and they can't stop worrying. Well, guess what? When they were kids, they were left home alone, and they worried a lot. Nobody came home, and they worried. And as grown-ups, they're still worrying. Okay, so I can I can already hear the questions then that are being screamed through Good. You know, from Great. our listeners is, okay, I get it. I get it. There's there's trauma in my past. Okay. How do I recognize what it is and how to then work through it? Now, that's a great question. And so if, so let's just use my worry example. I worry all the time. I worry all, all the time. Well, then you have to ask, when did the worrying start? Mm. And what's my biggest fear? Because if you'll go back and, and, it's in your story. You know your story. It's right. all one story, and you know it all. And so when you're worrying now, you could actually say, when you start to worry now, if you're a worrier, oh, I know what this is. I'm worried because things have happened in the past. So now what I'm, I'm going to think about the past, one of the stories in the past. I don't want to waste my time worrying. I'm going to do my work. Yeah. And so the time mom said she was leaving dad and I got scared and I stayed in my room and I thought, how am I going to live without a mom? And I get stuck with a dad and I'm a girl and life is scary. Oh, I get why I worry in the present because something is changing and I don't feel very strong about it. It feels like that. Right. If you could start putting the pieces together and say, worry is a tool to help me not be surprised and and make some sense out of it. Mm -hmm. Then you could manage your system better, have greater peace, greater rest, not be surprised. Because you know what the the constant is? Worriers, worry. Yeah. Fretters, fret. Controllers, control. Right. It's not good. It's only one thing. You only have to work on one thing. Whatever the weakness is, it's got a connection in the story. That's good. So the wound messes with your identity and it messes with your belonging. And so every one of these guys that comes to a retreat that's using something to to complete his life has a wound. Right? They got some confusion. They don't think they're worth much. They they don't feel good about themselves. They can't understand life. They have a wound and the solution is porn. It's easy, it's quick. It's accessible. It distracts you. Don't have to think about your life. Don't have to do your work. Just do porn, do porn, do porn. But if you don't do porn, then you're going to have to look at the traumas in your life. Right. Right. That's good. So trauma adds something to us like fear and doubt and embarrassment, anxiety. And trauma takes something away from us, Mm -hmm. peace and joy and rest. Now, you think about that. If you're walking around with a lot of fear and doubt and anxiousness, You've had trauma in your past. It's simple. And you're, but, but if you remember what you were made for, what were you made for? To have an innocent, childlike heart and spirit, to pursue God, to enjoy this, this great creation he made, right? To rest and to play and to laugh well. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to have every day. Joy in our being, right? But we got something, worry, anxiety, fear, doubt, all that stuff. And we lost something. So then again, I think the question then becomes, okay, so maybe I'm able to start recognizing, hey, you said I'm a worrier. Maybe I'm angry. I say, when did that first start happening? What were my fears? All those kinds of things. And then you have this realization, okay, I can see the connection. Mm -hmm. But considering these traumas were formational in my development. Yes. 
It's great, Stephen, that you're sitting here saying you were made for, you know, I can look into the camera here and say, you know, you were made for this and you were made yes. for that and God loves you and you belong. And I'm telling and you're you beloved. spiritual truths. And those but, things are true, and but they might go just in one ear and out the other yes. because of why? The trauma, the That's false right. identity. So well, go, is there a question So in the this? idea is how do you begin to break free from that false identity and really, really move toward the healing that's necessary from those traumas. See, you're going so fast. You're so good. We only have five minutes left. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think I'm going to answer it. Some sessions, you can only get one great thought, and you should meditate on that and let God tell you where to go, right? Because I'd rather finish this. I'm so excited about this than take off and spend and you, you got, the book is good right yeah, I absolutely mean, so, it's a wonderful yeah. book so trauma teaches us to walk in false identity because we doubt ourselves and our worth and it deforms our maturity think about it people that have not matured are stuck in old and they can't get free they're right. stuck in the old stuff and look we're on a life of maturity that's what this life is about don't stay a baby grow up into all you're designed to be mm-hmm. so maturity is something we're going to work on all of our lives uh, we all had trauma. well i would say maturity is something we should work on all of our lives <laughs> not all of us work on it all of our lives but. no but but don't you even love the word maturity i love the word maturity why because i'm going to stay stuck in my trauma or I'm going to mature. Yeah, it's got movement. In it. Yes, it's, it's and a it's growth got possibility. Yeah. And if I haven't liked myself well, well, what does maturity say? Learn to like yourself. Stop calling yourself names. Stop, you know, stories in your head where it's your fault and you blame yourself. Stop being around negative people. What does maturity say? And this is the answer from today's talk. If you had trauma... The answer is maturity, Mm. to practice better skills of movement, better ideas. Why do you think I read books? I want better ideas than I can generate myself. And so I love this simple model. We're messed up by trauma and we're stuck dying or we're maturing. Mm -hmm. That's it, folks. And it has spiritual application and has emotional applications. Yeah. Well, I love that term does have a lot of movement in it. And if you think about one of the fundamental definitions, even for life, is motion. Yes. Something that has no motion to it is, you know, inanimate, can be dead, you know. So the idea of being in motion, it's that idea of maturing. And I like the fact, too, of keeping it simple. Don't think that you got to, you know, how do you, how do they say you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? It's just little by little. So conversion does not immediately mean great inner peace, healthy relationships all around you, wonderful brain skills that you get to use. No, conversion is, okay, you're, you're, you're renewed, your soul is clean, there's a, a new man that's, that's in place, but he's like a baby. He still has to walk right. out all the skills and the growth and development. So conversion doesn't just fully equip you back to to restoration, God wants to walk with you on this maturing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why even in the in the scriptures, there's the imagery of new birth and these types of things yes. that are put in terms of conversion because it's like, yeah, you don't you don't start out as a mature Christian. 
That's right. You started as a baby Christian who drinks milk, and then eventually the hope is that you do get to solid food, and and that's that maturing process. So you either live from your logic, or you can live by religious rules, or you can live by the heart that Jesus gave you. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do is live from the heart that he designed you to have. And you know why they call us hypocrites in the church? Because we have all the spiritual answers, but our lives are a mess. Yeah. And they go, what the heck are you? Are you acting at peace and joy? There's a dishonesty there about our own maturing process. That's exactly right. We haven't picked up the maturity challenge and said, I have to mature now. Yeah. Right? Some of us still act like teenagers. We get mad. We're impulsive and all that stuff. And that's survival. That's not maturity. Yeah. So... So we, our challenge is, is to live from the heart. Mm. So we want to increase our joy and decrease our fears. We want to be whole. That's our, jo- our journey's end is to wholeness. And spiritually, we are. Yeah. But he said, you can emotionally be whole too. And it works together. In this body, both things can work together. Yeah, and I would say that spiritually, we are. But the reality is, is God wants to integrate that into our experience of life, and we live from our hearts, right? That's right. We live from our emotions, and so we, he wants those spiritual truths to then be manifest, or we could say matured, yes. through our emotional selves. Oh, that's good. And so that's where I think that healing comes in. So that whole idea that I want to live from my heart, that trauma wounded me and I'm stuck, but I can mature myself out of this. God gave us the template. There's no question about it. We have the template, and we have the goal, right? The challenge, the mission, whatever you want to put the end state being. Yeah. That's our Father's plan for your heart. Well, we are out of time, but listeners, we want to let you know about the book, uh, Living from the Heart, Jesus Gave You. Uh, we'll put this information also on the uh, website. Uh, but thanks for being with us. We hope that this has given you some insights and in being able to deal with trauma from your own history. And then also maybe being able to pass that information on to somebody else that you're helping walk through, maybe dealing with some of their own their own traumas. Yes. Um, we are glad that you've been with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Keep growing. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.